This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. We are live and here to take your phone calls. If you have a rare or interesting item or an exclusive collection of something or something old lying around that you think might have some special value, this show is at your disposal. You can call in right now and get a real-time market value assessment of it. Maybe it's old sports memorabilia, gold, silver, jewelry, costume jewelry. Who knows? But if you're curious, this is the show for you. This is Consignment Heroes, and our phone number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town or even out of the country, we have a toll-free number for you. It's 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. So whether you have gold, silver, fine china, figurine, sports cards, antique televisions, record players, radios, toys, jewelry, coins... Or anything. Maybe it's an old subwoofer from the 1950s that's been rotting in your basement. You can call this show and find out if it's worth any special value. Maybe a comic book collection. Who knows? Let's meet the star of the show. They have made uh, their fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff. You know them from Storage Wars Canada on television, as well as A&E's Northern Treasures, and they're killing it on Netflix lately. And let's say hello to Paul Kenny and his son, Bogar Kenny. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Hey, so what's a good word? This is your first Father's Day. Yeah. You are a genuine, yeah. you actually have <laughs> earned it now. You, it's your first Father's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, it's Bogart, like also my six days father. later. Yeah, you too. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks, that's so. your cue to tell me happy Father's Day. I did earlier. Oh, did you? Let me get it away. Happy Father's Day to my father who's listening. That's, yes. Thank yeah. you very much for the, I guess, 41 years in total service for the family. Something like that. No, total no, service. That's good. I like it's that. Not, yeah. It's not well, you got to go from the oldest, joy. Paul. It's a joy. It is an absolute joy. And I'm going to actually, we talked about Storage Wars for a minute. I'm going to talk, talk, tell a story about how I first got into Storage Wars. They came up to me. I was at an auction, and they wanted me to do the show. And I looked down, and I said, I don't want to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm too busy. And, you know. Wait, so somebody said, you want to be on a TV show? You said no? I said no. Wow. I said no. I said no. Leave me alone. And the next day, they emailed me, and they texted me, and they phoned me. And I said, I'll only do it if I can do it with my son. And they said they didn't ah. know who my son was. I says, that's not my problem. So you can interview me and my son. And I says, I'm only going to do this if I can do it with my son. In fact, and the rest is history. We went and did the thing. He shy, like he, his enthusiasm was there. They said, okay, we can use him. He's a good-looking kid. He actually can talk English. And he actually knows some stuff. He is not as dumb as he is on the show. Okay, he's actually smarter than this. What a kind thing for a father yeah, to say right on here. Father's Day. He's not as dumb as he looks. That's lovely. <laughs> what a beautiful thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but one of my one of the best times I had on the show 
was when the three when I had my son and my two daughters on there, and they even said I couldn't stop beaming the whole time because it's something about when you're dealing with family. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's just it was just a lot of fun. But like that was the criteria. I wouldn't have done it. And like I say, my, when we did the show, Bogart got a pay raise because he was making nothing, and I took a pay cut to do the show. Nice. And uh, the rest, we uh, did. You have fun doing the show. Yeah, it was good. And we're on Netflix now. And we're there's a couple other projects we're trying to work on right now. You know, but uh, now that we finished filming all those people come and ask you filming anymore. Bogart and I are working on another project and. We're going to, we'll, we'll be back soon doing something. Exciting. And we're here every Sunday. Like every Sunday. A lot of people don't know that we're at this new time slot. No, yeah, nobody knows. Yes, this is it's true. Like, I mean, we've started to advertise this week, but last week we sideswiped everybody and just oh, we're yeah. on at 11 instead of 1. Yeah, I got yeah. a lot of hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you know some On my way home, I had calls when our machine was jammed on Monday about people saying, where'd you guys go? Yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah, no, and I just. Two hours said, earlier. It's uh, two hours earlier, and I said, no, you just got to adjust, and it says, it'll be better for everybody, and it's just, apparently it's a better sp- time slot, but, I, I mean, my machine was full. I said, what the heck's going on here? You know, people missing us. Yes. You know, so... In the, well, and in radio, they presume the worst. No, we were not taken off the air. We were promoted to a better time slot. That's what happened. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. If you have a rare or interesting item or a basement full of collectibles, you can call this show and get a real-time market value. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Paul Kenny and his son, they have a store right on Young Street, north of uh, Major McKenzie in Richmond Hill. The actual address is 10,341 Young Street. 10,341 Young Street. They also specialize in estate sales, no matter how big the house is. So if you're sitting in a giant house and you're about to downsize, you go, how am I going to get rid of two, three, four thousand 4,000 square feet worth of stuff I've collected over my lifetime? Well, a lot of people call Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny to come over for a, usually the first 30 minutes is free for an free, assessment. Yeah. yeah, You'll go through the house and say, hey, your baby grand piano, we might be able to move that. But uh, your collection of bottle caps, that might be where the money is. These sorts of things. Well, we try and tell them. It says, I, I don't charge people unless I say, we, we're pretty transparent. We say, yes, you need my help, or no, you don't need my help. You know? And yes, I, I, I want to get something else in before I know we're getting to the show. Yes, what is but this? Yes, yes, we're on a podcast so people can see this. I got this in front of the camera right now. It's blocking up my face. I can't see it, though. What you is can't it? Yeah, see okay. it. Okay. Yesterday, I was at my, my wife belongs to the WEN group, which is the Writers and Editors Network. Okay. And it's a group that meets every uh, third Saturday of each month at the Canadiana Hotel by, uh, I think, where Bloor and Islington, Bloor and um, Dundas kind of go. There's a plaza there. Yeah, they cross over. Yeah, I know. But I had a great time there. You know how every week I tell people, and this is especially with like Father's Day, um, you want to, if you're going to give something down to your kids, write about it, tell them their story. It doesn't have to be about the item you're giving them. Your kids want to know about what you went through. And there's a little bit of writer in all of us. I really believe this. Okay? Everyone's got a story to tell. Well, at least three lines worth, right? At least three lines. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. My mom used to say um, to my wife when she started writing her book, write one line a day. Don't write the whole paragraph. Don't write a page. Just write one line per day. And that's all you got to do, and you'll be a writer. Because that line, you'll either write a little bit more or that line will be so special to you that you're going to spend some time on it. Ah, uh-huh, okay. But 
this this writers and editors group, and it's because the the room was everyone was very happy in there. And I told them I give them a plug because I said these people are helping people write, and I talk every week about this. I say, write a story, and these people can help you write the story. And it's the writers and editors group, and like I say, they meet. They're very casual. They have breakfast down there on a Saturday morning, and everyone's just helping everyone. There's people. There's editors there. There's writers there. And I know they've helped my wife with just her writing and just trying to tell her story a tiny bit. You right know. on. So you can get involved? How do you get involved? Um, they actually don't have a website. I mean, they have a website. Well, of course w- not. They're old school. You can no, mail they, in. Mail sorry, it no. in. Wait a minute. I lied. I didn't, okay. read, I didn't read all the way to the bottom. www.wennetwork.ca. Okay. And I imagine there's a website there. Like, I don't. I just go with my wife, and she always fills me in on all this stuff. But I just had a lot. There was just enthusiasm in the room, and a lot of people, I say, there's a lot of people with stories in them, and they don't know where to go and tell that story or write that story. And they, these people aren't there to critique you. They're there to help you. And Or you can join, or you might give your idea to another writer, and both of you can write together on something because they're always looking for ideas. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So that's the when I, I told her they do a lot of nice stuff. I'm just saying it's a good, it's a nonprofit organization. They're not out to take all your money. They're just there to do a good job, you know. Speaking of which, before we get to phone calls, yeah. and if you have a rare or interesting item, maybe it's a figurine, maybe it's a plate set, maybe it's silver plated, whatever, tea set, uh, you can call our number here at the station. We are live in our new time slot at 11 a.m. for Consignment Heroes. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. What kind of week was it, by the way, for you? It was a busy week. No, no, we did. We had um, I, we, that cup and saucer. I found out not only did I sell one cup and saucer for $858, I sold two broken cups and saucers for almost $200. What Just, is going on, man? No, and that's what... And, and Did they the, know it was broken? Yeah, we told them it was broken. They still buy it. Why'd you sell a broken one? Because I'll sell I'll sell anything if I can make my money on it. You can have a little bag of crap, a little bag of nothing. And if I can make my, I just work. It's my the middle. way things are made too now, yeah. right? Like ninety nine point nine percent of everything manufactured for your home, whether your couch or your cups and plates, is on the cheap. It's garbagey stuff, yeah. right? So that uh, older stuff that might be handcrafted or a nice inlay, it just goes up in value. Well, this is Father's Day, right? It's it's eleven fourteen in the morning. I want people to get in their car, keep our station on, 7.40 a.m., and they can listen to us as they drive to Southworks with their father to buy him something. That place is full of stuff for Father's Day. It really (laughs) is. And like I say, you know the drill. You walk by, you you walk casually in front of him or behind him, always keeping an eye open for what he picks up. If he picks it up twice, that's a, it's a given thing. He wants Is that, that right? Yes. Okay. All right. And when you get to the ca- when you get to the front, you just gotta casually put him off to the side and tell him to look at something as you pay for his gift. And that's what you gotta do. And you can go to Southworks. They've got a they've got thirty thousand square feet of neat stuff. Stuff that he's gonna remember. You know, even Bogart's a father. This be stuff that even Bogart remember. Okay? As young fathers, old fathers, it's a father's day place to go. Okay. Yeah. And just with ideas or else, or you can go to one of these big fancy stores and buy something that's going to be a future garage sale item. Yes, Sorry. or on Amazon. I mean, that's what I feel like a lot of people are mailing themselves future garbage that they don't really want or need. Yes. Yeah, but you know something? That part of this 
going to Southwick, and I'm saying, getting in the car, and you can either go to my friend at Clapperson's Corners as well. He's on Highway 6. The idea is to spend time with your dad. He wants you to spend time with him, okay? That's all they want. That's, that's this a cue? That's a cue? Okay. That's a cue, yes. That's a cue. That's, like, you drove down a motor. You just saved a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> when you're in Southworks and he finds something, you'd be like, isn't the time more valuable? This was great. We'll yeah. drop you off now, Dad. Even if you went to Southworks and you get, you know something, I'm willing to bet that he'll pick up some stuff and you'll ask him what that is and he'll tell you a story about a lot of stuff if you were there with your dad. He'll say, I remember this when I was a kid. And even if you don't buy it, I'm willing to bet you have a really bang up day of just going around, looking at stuff, and he'll tell you what how it was when he was a kid. Like a Disney World of memories. Well, no, that's what that's all this sh- the show we talk about all the time is that's what the whole collecting world is, is just buying back your childhood at vastly inflated prices. <laughs> yeah, you do say that a lot. Anyway, our phone lines are open. We better get to some of the calls. Our number is 416-360-0740. You're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio, the show all about stuff, trying to make sure that you get maximum dollars for your stuff if you're parting with it. Our first caller is Alice in Toronto. Alice, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. How are you? Pretty good. That's good. I have Crystal. Mahogany tea trolleys, books, Hallmark silver, Dalton plates. Good. Um, a china cabinet, chairs that I want to sell. Okay. Is anybody interested? <laughs> it all depends on where you are. What time period now? What years did you buy this stuff? It was all given to my mother. Okay. Now, what I'm going to say, the, 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 the trolley, mahogany trolleys, they're, they're still popular for the tea mm-hmm. cabins. But stuff out of the 60s is better. Furniture, we're having a tough time with furniture out of the 20s and 30s right now. Mm-hmm. So furniture out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s seems to be selling. Or mm-hmm. some furniture that's condo-sized. The only exception to that, if you've got one, what we call statement pieces. When you've got a giant, giant something, there's always somebody with a big house that wants to put it in. Like, I mean, like that giant uh, wall unit that's, you know, 25 feet long. It's what we call statement pieces. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the stuff, a, a lot of the things, it's like Bogart, he's moving into a condo. People are moving into condos, don't have the same room as that well, you have. I'm in a condo. Pardon? I'm in a condo. Okay. Well, then if it got in there, then it can get into another condo. Yeah. So you can give us a call at the shop, and we can come out and see you. Uh, we can give you the prices on the stuff, um, okay. or you can send pictures. Our number at the shop is 905-905-737-437-4653. Yeah, and okay. like I say, we'll give you our best estimates at the time and some stuff that's non-saleable. Whether we'll, Sometimes we'll say we'll either buy it or we'll tell you what to do with it. Uh-huh. Okay? That would be great. Because, I mean, I just have so many teacups. I have teacups coming out of the years. Well, no, this is a good thing. Well, you should listen because yes. uh, some of these teacups, even damaged, go for hundreds. But what was the one, the same story you were just telling, was it not? You, somebody Beansley. bought it for $15 and it sold online for eight fifty eight. No, no, we didn't buy it. No, no, no. You no, signed no. it, sorry. Yeah, no, what happened here, someone offered them $20 for this cup and sauce, and I says, no, they're, they're ripping you. Uh, sorry, uh-huh. I shouldn't say it. They are not giving you the fair value for this cup of sauce. I thought it was at least worth two, three hundred dollars just mm-hmm. looking at it. I have, I mean, I'm getting to have an eye for this stuff a little bit. So, mm-hmm. on this here, I said, no. What your pr- your deal here is to? Pr- I don't know the exact price, so we should be cons- you should be consigning it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I'll say, I know the price on this is $19 to $22. We're going to pay you $10. i will know that. Okay, or if it's a piece of silver, we know our prices. We will always give our prices over the phone on silver and gold, and uh, but something like teacups has to have. We have to see it. Yeah. Or costume jewelry, we have to see it. I have some Limoges. <coughs> pardon me, Limoges teacups. Limoges is not going to be good. We're looking for mainly. I'm going to tell I'm a little primer here for people who are out there. You turn your cups upside down, not too head, and don't put them down so they get cracked or anything. But they got to say Ainsley or Paragon generally on the bottom. Uh huh. I have some of those. Now, when you're looking at your teacups, just the ones that are worth all the money, or if you see a wide bowl, where you know where the bowl opens out, where your mm-hmm. tea always got cold in. Yeah. So when it opens out like that, and the inside is filled with flowers and lots of gold. Hmm. That's the better it is. The more white you see, the worse the teacup generally is. Mm-hmm. Things like Royal Vale, uh, Cold Clo, uh, Queen Anne are not worth bringing up to my store, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't pack them, leave them where they are. Um, use them. Use them and then throw them away. Mm-hmm. On, but the ones like Minton, um, uh, Ainsley, and Paragon are bigger, much better. Even some Royal Dolans, but the more flowers, the better, Okay. Mm-hmm. And I got to see them. Those I have to see. But this one here, I just went in, gave someone, got a second opinion, and it worked out very, very well for them. Okay? Mm-hmm. Even Bogart knows about cups and saucers now, right? Oh, I'm forced It's a shocking it world. Yeah. It really is a shocking world. Yeah. I've got paintings from Quebec <laughs> artists oh. and um, books, uh, Leather-bound and, and gold-edged. and Okay, now here's a problem. On gold books, books, and a lot of people bring them in. If you've got trains, planes, automobiles, and uh, medical or uh, uh, sports-related, they seem to sell. Your old classics are yeah. now being used as decorator. If they're all matching covers, decorators buy the leather-bound books by the foot. I know. <laughs> now I'm just thinking Never about, to be read again. I'm in Young and Eglinton in like a, <clears throat> you know, it's supposed to be a very sleek, chic <laughs> condo. Yeah. And they have these big industrial tables in our lobby. They might be 20 feet long, and that's all it is. is leather-bound books that nobody's ever looked at, but they're there for decoration. Yeah. Yes, it's true. It's like a law firm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's meant to look like, ooh, we're so sophisticated. We read leather-bound books. Yeah. It's just a look. It looks good, but yeah. No, but that's a lot of it. But, you know, some, uh, if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't be paid. Like, if it wasn't for me crushing silver plate, I wouldn't be buying it. Yeah, that's true. I literally that would. plate, too. What? <laughs> You sound like a, a veritable Alice, gold are you about mine. to open a uh, second-hand store? What's happening there? Uh, no, this is no. all stuff that my mother, co- people gave her uh, back in the early 50s, yeah. late 50s and 60s. And uh, Over the Quebec art. treasures. If you've got Quebec art from the 40s, 50s, and 60s, it's coming into its own right now, and some of those Quebec artists are really worth money. Like where they used to be ten years ago worth a hundred, two hundred dollars, and now a thousand, two thousand, three thousand. They're not Picasso money. No, no. But they are two thousand dollars. That's that's a trip to the Bahamas for a week, isn't oh, it? God, that would be nice. Yeah, and the end, you know Quebec is different from the rest of the country in, in, in the sense that they do generate and celebrate their own stars yeah. within their culture, right? Like there, there's few people in Ontario that are famous in Ontario. And, and nowhere else, and they can still make a living, right? But in Quebec, that does happen. They're, oh, yeah. they're fiercely patriotic within the borders of Quebec. No, but we're even buying them. two magazines from Vogue from the 1930s. Some of that can be worth money, but they're, what they're going to do is rip them apart. 
just uh-huh. for the covers and the ads, just the same way they do atlases. It's a shame, but this is what's happened. The designers have taken over, and they're just... The products that you're all mentioning here are not collectible, but they're worth money. Well, that's Okay, good. so give me a call. And we'll, we'll work some. What, Give me a call ask. here, Alice. Here's my advice. You're going to have to rent a 40 foot trailer, <laughs> no. and you're going to have to get your way over to 10,341 Young Street, or get in your Honda Civic or whatever you're driving, and take the items over carload at a time. But mm. she has a ton of stuff, man. A yeah, ton of I stuff. Do. Yeah. Maybe this is worth a home visit. Yeah. I, I think so because I don't drive. Okay. I'm not about to take the TTC with no. all this stuff. <laughs> No, 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 no. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I can help you out. Uh, what We're going to hang on, hang on, and, and Sebastian here will take your number, and I'll give you a call, or you can feel free to call my store, and we'll make arrangements to see you this week, okay? Oh, that's fantastic. Thank Alice, you. thank you so much for your phone call. And again, stand in line. Sebastian Hearn's going to grab your info, and you guys can get in touch. You're listening to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio at the beautiful Zoomerplex. This is our Father's Day edition. We're taking your calls. If you own a rare, interesting item or a collection of something, sports memorabilia, cups and saucers, silver plate, maybe it's old artwork, an old typewriter, sewing machine, radio, TV, whatever it is, if you're uh, wondering about its value or you're looking to get rid of it, you can call this show and get a real-time market evaluation by two experts who have found fame and fortune in other people's stuff. Paul Kenny and his son, Bogart, are available this hour for your questions. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. Happy Father's Day to my father and every other father out there. Our next call is going to be Bob in Cambridge. Bob, how are you? Yeah, how are you? Not bad. What do you have? That's great. I got a few things, but I just told the guy I only had one thing. Last week I called and I asked <laughs> you about a Blue Jays uh, jacket, and yep. you gave me the price. Everything was good. I just had uh, two other things. One was the, um, what do you call them, uh, uh, coasters from the Blue Jays when they won the uh, championship, 91-92. Just a co- beer coaster? Yeah, you know, they're blue, and they got the blue yeah. on it, and it says champions. And yeah. uh, they made a lot of them. Like, uh, coasters, as it, it's the right idea, something that threw away. But yeah. in 92 and 93, yeah, I'm going to say this about the Blue Jays. They put on, they are masters at marketing. Yes, okay? Yes. There are a couple of here's facts. There was mm-hmm. more Blue Jay World Series rings given away to the people and the teammates okay. and stuff 
they gave away more World Series rings than any other team ever. Is that right? Eh? Okay. Wow. They made more money on the World Series than anyone else up to that time, except for maybe the Yankees. But they were market. They made pins. They made anything. They put their logo on anywhere they could put it. Okay. Mm. So this is the problem. There's a lot of that stuff around. Now, there's some people who collect it, mm-hmm. but unless we get uh, 400 million immigrants into this town who love who love the Blue Jays, there's not there's not enough people around to buy all the stuff that they yeah, made. Yeah. Okay. There just isn't. I'm, I'm and, okay. I'm no, okay no, I'm just that. saying. But too just, soon. That's too, all. Just too hang soon. On to it. Another hundred okay. years or so. Can I ask you one more thing? Yep. Uh, I got some of them raisin men. You know them raisin men that KFC used to have 30 years ago? Yeah. And they, well, some's got a trumpet, some's got a microphone, some's you got a... You mean the California uh, raisin guys? Yeah. Raisin, raisin yeah, those, are, yeah, those are collectible. It was KFC? KFC. Put them 30 years ago. They, I didn't know it was Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. California raisins. What were those guys singing and dancing about? What Was that what they were selling? Chicken? No, I think they oh, just they give sold... them away. I think they give them away when you bought something. Oh. Okay. Nowhere does it say... Ca- nowhere here... Does no. it say uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken that I can see? Yeah, I don't have California. Ra- I, I forget. I remember the animated commercials, seeing them yeah. with sunglasses and saxophones. I couldn't for the life of you tell you what they were selling. Wasn't that. it cereal? Well, it's like CIBC. Does yeah, those. that would make more I sense, like Raisin Bran or yeah. something like that. But I can't remember what it was. Nope. Uh, six Glossettes? Of- was it Glossettes? Chocolate covered? Uh, well, they're, I don't know. They're a raisin man, and uh, they're, they're black and white color with the raisin. Yeah, yeah no, a, no. They have two red, little things yeah. going. Okay. All it's right. like, like a raisin with feet and hands, and yeah, usually yeah, sunglasses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they're about between a dollar and $15 each. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but the more complicated it is, the better it is. Um, um, something stamped on their feet, but you know what? My eyes are not that great, so I don't probably know. probably says made in China, but I'm just guessing there, okay? okay. Well, it's the 80s. It might have been Japan. <laughs> it might have been Japan, maybe. Yeah. I'll check it later on. All right, man. Thank you so much. Our but, next caller is going to be on line three. It's Barbara in Hamilton. Barbara, how are you? How are you today? Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day. What do you have? Well, we have um, a bottle of... Four Roses Y Whiskey. And we I know when we talked about it in the past, we, mem- we remembered that it was in a Kirk Douglas movie, but we can't remember what movie it was. Oh. And I just wondered if there's any value to great it. Great question. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. Oh, that's just, there's so many great Kirk Douglas movies, but I'm thinking the one with Lana Turner and, um, oh. You know something? We're going to put this out to the audience. If someone calls us and tells us what movie this goes with, I'm thinking the one where where he was a film product uh, um, magnet uh, director. But I think if some of our listeners out there are known, they're screaming into Lust the radio right now saying, this is what it is, and it's, it's lost on me. But yours is still sealed, I take it? Yeah, absolutely. What year's on the tab? I think it's 1941. Okay. Now they don't age after they're put in the bottle. Okay. Even if it says it's, if it's ten years old, it's ten years old now. Um, it doesn't age after it goes into the bottle, which is kind of neat because we just got Bogart and I just got some stuff, and we were amazed. We have an eighteen-year-old whiskey that was bottled in nineteen fifty-eight, but it didn't age anything. It tasted nice. Right. So, so for my understanding, I'm making twenty-year-aged whiskey. I made it a hundred years ago. Yeah. Once it's aged and that, that now it's a twenty-year-old whiskey, it sits in the bottle. It can go bad from there, but it doesn't no, become a hundred and twenty-year-old. Only whiskey. if it's opened. Yeah, not. It's how long it was spent f- in the oak uh, casks. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it'd still be kind of a cool, just because of Four Roses, because people want to have that on their shelf. I actually have, and this is, I have a couple of bottles. I have a 1967 Seagram's VO at home that I don't want to open just because it's sealed I don't in know 1967. Seagram's VO? Don't they make that anymore? I don't know. You don't drink. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Well, what is Seagram's VO? It's a, a rye whiskey. Oh, okay. There you go. Sorry. Sure. Uh, a, lot, a lot of our listeners will know this for sure. All right. Okay. Yeah. I just I need to know. So what year is it? Uh, 1967. Oh. It's got the tax stamp on it, and it cost $5.70 back then. Okay. So that's... Cool. But... Are you ever bo- going to crack that? What's the, what's the occasion? I don't know. Probably uh, when Bogart's next son comes along. Or daughter. That's the one where it's going to be finally cracked? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, no. But this bottle is probably going to be worth about $100. That would be, if I had your bottle, I'd be putting it out for $100. Okay? But I can't sell it unless I'm selling it to someone I know because you're not legally allowed to compete with the government. Okay? Oh, okay. Okay, well now, the put. other thing but, I have, which, which is a little bit difficult to describe, but it's about five and a half inches long. It's a soft metal. It's um, it it's really tarnished. I haven't cleaned it. It's uh, it's like a little sword. It has a curve to it, and then on the end of it, it has a, a replica of um, Napoleon. It's like a letter opener. A letter opener. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no. It depends on what year it is. Um, if it was actually from that time period, but Napoleon's image has been used many times afterwards as souvenir wear. So it's going to be worth ten, fifteen dollars if it's made out of sterling silver, no. and it'll have eight. It might have the words numbers eight hundred on it. Yes, which means no, it's definitely not silver. Okay, it, it's more. It looks to me more like um, it might be a copper or something like that. Okay, well then it's going to be four or five dollars. But I do want to tell all our listeners out there. But there are three important numbers with uh, silver. If it says the word silver on something, it generally isn't. But if it says nine two five or if it says eight hundred, those are silver items. If ever you see those items, and you're worried about it. They're generally silver. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your phone call. Our next caller is Jim in Mississauga. Jim, happy Father's Day. How are you? Thank you. Hello. Hey, what do you got, man? Uh, I've got a couple autographs. I was in to see Paul uh, late last year. Okay. And uh, we were talking about Robert's service. Okay. And I had had some stuff with his signature on it. Uh, The bank checks from uh, Yellowknife. No. No? Dawson City. Dawson. Okay, call me a liar for a couple of months. <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, okay, okay. That's all right. Never mind. Um, and then, I guess I was listening to the radio last week, and they were talking about autographs. And I just happened to scan up on my wall, and I have Jim Thorpe's autograph uh, from 1952. Jimmy Thorpe. Okay, that'd be something. It's to, it's, it's to me personally from Jim Thorpe. Uh, and dated 1952. Now, is it on a photo or just no, plain paper? No, it's on a piece of paper. Yes. How'd you bump into him? I didn't bump into a, a friend of the family uh, was a reporter uh, in Vancouver uh, at the time, and uh, he happened to, I think probably, and I'm I'm guessing now, was probably drinking with Jim Thorpe in the... Uh, in the uh, uh, a football player uh, drinking? I can't believe this. I okay. know it. It was hard to believe. Yes, I know. At that time, I think he. I think he passed in about 1953, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, he got it for me. I had it for years. Uh, 
just didn't do anything with it. I I almost forgot about it, and then all of a sudden I, I found so he's got it again. Jim I Thorpe it, so, and, and Robert it. Service. Yes. Those are two very, very specialized autographs. Thank you. On the Jim Thorpe, I'm thinking that they're anywhere between seventy-five and fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, if well, it was on a. I looked it up on that uh, JSA. Yep. What they say? Uh, they've got one there, and I mean, what they're asking, what they're going to get, are two different numbers. Yeah, we of call course. that never, never plan. Okay. Uh, but I think they wanted something like about thirty-four U.S. Thirty-four hundred. Yes. Ah, oh, that's. I see. Seems... He's not getting it. If you wanted to move it today, that number is going to be halved. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that. I, I'm, I'm very well aware of that. Um, I'd like to know what the example is. If it's, it was for asking thirty, was it his last autograph? Was it rookie <laughs> year autograph? In ordinary autograph, I, I think I, I, I took a photograph. Of, I took a, I printed a copy, and I don't have it with me. But I think it, all it is is his name, and nineteen fifty one. Okay, what you have to do on this is you have to get it JSA. Is we we have to get it slapped. Yeah, and that'll help for sell going forward. If you're keeping this, or if you're going to sell it, you still should get it slabbed. Yeah, okay, I, and I get authenticated. It, I mean, I'm not a a, um, a signature authenticator. No, no, I mean, it is so close that it's frightening. So no, 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 but it's still. I know it still needs to be authenticated. Guess what? The people who fake these autographs are pretty good at it. Okay. But the guys who know the difference are really good. Yes. So what we have to do, what will happen, once it's in a slab, as we call it, once it's authenticated and in a case, it's like a third, it's done by a third party. So once you bring the third party into it, then it assumes a value, okay? Then we know that we can get $1,200 to $1,500 for this on any given day. And then if you're going to hand it down to your kids or if you're going to sell it, we know what we're doing with it and has the value. Right. But as it is on your wall, it's just a nice piece on the wall. It's great. But I would get it slabbed. And I say that to a lot of people, and especially on one of this kind of magnitude, this kind of value. If you've got a $40 autograph, no, you don't do this. But if you've got a $1,000 autograph, you have to get this done, okay? What, what does slabbed mean? Sorry. Sorry, slabbed. That means authenticated. They're going to stick oh, it in a okay, chunk of okay. plastic for you and, yeah. and put a grade in terms of the quality of the autograph. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like a baseball card. You see them in a plastic yeah. loose. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. I, I thought maybe slabbed it meant have to be between two pieces of plastic and... It is. Oh, yes, okay. literally. That's yeah, what they're do. taking it out of the frame. We do the same thing with baseball. If you had a Babe Ruth baseball, we get authenticated, okay? Yep. This is what has to happen. And a lot of people, this is why they should come to us. We tell Part of our advice is we tell you whether you should do it or not, because we'll do some preliminary work and say, no, this is a secretarial. Don't bother doing it. Or no, this has got a reasonable chance of going through. This is going to be worth $24,000 if you get it done. And whatever you're doing, whether you're selling to us or if you're going to give it to your kids, get this done now. Okay? And it's our advice. This is what we do. We try and give you the best advice at the time. Okay. Okay. All right, man. Thanks for your phone call. Our next caller is going to be Jenny in Brampton. Jenny, how are you? Hi, I'm fine. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. Um, What do you have? My girlfriend gave me from her mother, who would probably be about 90, um, a whole plastic tote full of Belique. It's um, China. Yep, Ireland. I'm I'm having trouble here. Oh, no. She's got, you've got Belique, China, right? From Ireland? Bleak? Bleak. B-E-L-L-E-E-K. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Okay. Now, a lot of it was sold at um, the uh, airport, and it was China, Ireland's main export. If you went over to Ireland and you didn't bring back a piece of Bleak for your relatives, you were in trouble. Yeah. But 
in those, there's different marks. On Balik, you've got your brown mark, your black mark, your green mark. So oh. that'll tell you how old it is. And there, you oh. can go and find out these marks. Say you've okay. got your piece in front of you. And I I'm going to say this. Everyone's got a piece of Balik. You turn it upside down. There's going to be a mark on the other side. Okay. You can match. If you go to Balik on the Internet, it'll tell you the color, what years those colors or that mark was available. The same thing like oh. with Hummels. Then you'll know if you've got a piece from 1920, it's going to be worth more than the piece from 1987. Okay? Interesting. What, what else will make a difference is the different shapes, because some shapes were not made for long periods of time. Okay. Okay. Now, Bleak is incredibly fine china. Yes. Who, if you look at it wrong, mm -hmm. or if someone from across the room swears at it, it'll crack. Mm -hmm. It's that fine a china, it seems. It breaks. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. and we all you know, know this, so I hope it's packed really not well. It's packed really, really well. That's why I just pulled <coughs> it out to look at it. Yeah. Um, some of, most of them have the little green shamrock, but some are just white. Do you know why the, the, there's no It might be a on? second or it might be a knockoff. It oh, might be Belique-like, near Belique. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Given the family, I would highly doubt that, but... Ah, uh, uh, there's, but there's, there's black sheep in all us Irish families, <laughs> I'll tell you that. No. <laughs> So generally, what would the what what's the most uh, you've ever seen a piece of typical oh, Belique go for? Belique generally uh, like a biscuit barrel between ninety and two hundred and fifty dollars. Earlier stuff. And a what's the lowest time. price? Or it depends what she has. If she has the shells, the shells. There's, there's, there's I don't know teapot. There were cups and saucers. There was yeah. you know, little serving dishes. There were whatnots. Like there's you know it's a whole big Tupperware. You know big not Tupperware. So you know those big plastic bins. You're probably going to have a couple thousand dollars in there. Oh I don't know how big the, the, the Tupperware chart is, you know, and how well you packed it. Well, but yeah, no, it, it was packed from the estate, so. Yeah, now, that'd be, that'd be a nice find. Now, it all depends oh. if you, now, here's the thing. If you are yeah. not going to sell it now, put yeah. it out and display it. Belique is nice stuff, as well, long as you don't so have grandkids around. I didn't really want to, and there's so many pieces, I didn't really want Enjoy to. it. I tell I people this. Well, you, know, no, 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 you just said it's incredibly frail. Oh, yeah, as long as she How doesn't can have you grandkids. enjoy something like that? No, okay. unless, unless she doesn't. If you have grandkids, don't put it out. But if you mm -hmm. have, um, it's something, I tell that to a lot of people who've got stuff. If you're not going to sell it, and people say it's been in the closet for 14 years, and they don't sell it to me, and they put it back in the closet, I always have to wonder about that. If you're not mm -hmm. going to sell it, enjoy it. Right. And this but stuff is meant to be enjoyed. I understand the hiding it somewhere because you want it to be safe. You don't want to be the caretaker who broke it. You know what I mean? Especially if you <laughs> yeah. saved it for 14 years and then you took it out and broke two pieces. You go, oh my God, it was safe in the closet for 14 years. You know, you want to put it back there where it's safe and just forget that you own a valuable, that story? delicate. My wife collects uh, Indian tree china. It's been made for 200 years. Mm. I bring her home a 22-inch platter, the largest I've ever seen. At least 150 years old, okay? What does something like that go for? It uh, doesn't matter. She broke it within 30 seconds. Oh, oh. I handed it to her, and she was putting it on the counter, and she hit the counter, and it snapped off the bottom. Oh, my God. <laughs> and you're I, telling I, Jenny to enjoy it after a story like that? Yeah, now it's staying in the plastic box. <laughs> yeah, put it in the plastic box in the safest part of your house. And forget about yeah, it. Yeah, no, this is a true or story. sell it. That's a true story that happened. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. So don't enjoy <laughs> anything. Keep it wrapped up. Treat everything like a Fabergé egg and wrap yeah. it in plastic. If you decide you want to sell it, something we do on consignment, we gladly do it. We sell it as a, as, as a, as a package or individually if they're worthwhile, okay? 
Okay, You've got you our number, so call us. Okay. Thanks. Right, the store's Bye. number, not the radio station number, the store's number, and the store is open during regular work week hours, is 905-737-GOLD. That's 905-737-4653. The store's location is 10341 Young Street. Our number right here on the radio station, you can call in live with your rare items and get real-time market values, is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at MississaugaCartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by New Generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio at the beautiful Zoomerplex this sunny Father's Day morning. Back to the phone calls. We're going to go to Marianne in Lockport, New York. Marianne, how are you? Hi, thank you for Welcome taking my call. Well, before you say anything, I have a person now who is going to represent me in New York. If I can't get down there, who's going to help people out in New York State? This is a valuable plug. Whose name are you going to give? No, no. Then when they call me, I'll tell them. Okay. I'll, yeah, but I have someone now that I will. We will service New York State as well, Upper New York. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. I have an SD Organ Company organ. It's um, Brattlesboro, Vermont, USA, founded in 1846. Ooh, where did it come out of? A church. It came out of a church. There you go. Oh. Here's Does it work? When was the last time it was yeah. operational? I I have turned it on and had it working. Oh, can we hear it? <laughs> no, is it is a pipe Not organ? At the moment, I'm having a garage sale, and I I heard your station, and I'm like, I got a call because nobody seems to know what this thing is worth. Up in Canada, organs are tough because it costs so much to move them, and like this thing weighs a ton. Oh, is this, this is a- little. Oh, this is just a little, little guy? Little thing. No, no, it's little. Is uh, how much would it weigh? Um, I don't know, but it's not. I can, I can move it. So you can move I'm it. Okay. Years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's probably heavy. You're yeah. right in the sense of shipping it and getting across the border. It's usually a fortune. Yeah, yeah. No. Doing anything in Canada, you have to understand, you know Marianne, is super expensive. There's tax. There's tax on tax. There's unbelievably. If it's expensive. got ivory keys, we can't take it across the border. Is that right? I swear to God, if you isn't got, there a grace period for if it was manufactured before a certain date? No, the elephants have a big part. They have a hell of a lobby. The <laughs> elephant lobby, led by Bob Barker, right? That's why we don't have any elephants. We have no. Bogart and I once had some elephant pictures, and we wanted to do a, a, a show on it. We could not find an elephant in Ontario. I just want to go up to the elephants that you paint this. We actually had pictures painted by elephants. But back to your organ, on. Uh, yes. This thing here, I hope the garage sale's going good for you. It's a perfect day for it. And I hope you're not giving away those cups and saucers too cheap, are you? 
Um, I've had ladies look at it, at the ones I have, and say, no, she's asking too much. <laughs> oh, you don't listen. But you remember, it's a, a, in the States, wouldn't it be a tag sale, garage sale, tag sale? It's one of these different lingo, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, everyone wants a bargain when they come up, right? Oh, th- definitely. Like yeah. the old joke, you could it's a brand new Cadillac. You put a dollar on it, you're going to get an offer of 50 cents. That's just what happens That's at a garage exact. sale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on um, this thing with, uh, when you got it, what did you end up paying for it, or did you just take it? In the I dark. Took it. Oh, yeah. just took it. Wow, you're lucky it works. I was going to say, like, it's yeah. pretty impressive. It's still operational. You know, I don't. Yeah. What year did you think? I wanted it, and I said, sure. And now you're stuck with it. But there'll probably be some money in it for you. The question is, where, like, who's going to end up with that? Yeah. How do you spell that organ? I don't know that company because it might be an American company. T E Y E S T E Y S T Organ Company. Okay. Oh, I wonder if they're B-R-A-T-T-L-E Borough, B-O-R-O, Vermont, USA, founded in 1846. Yeah, and this is the problem on eBay. There's one here for $200 because it's hard to ship. And then you've got the newer, smaller ones. And they must be, because we don't have that up here in Canada. I didn't know that oh. company. And mainly what happens with organs, and, and uh, uh, organs are a little bit better. Pianos, you can't sell them. Anything? Well, yeah, here's the problem. I mean, yeah. they, they just sample these things digitally. I mean, if you can get Kanye West to sample or use it to make a new album or something yeah. like that, but otherwise they, they just hit a keystroke on a computer to achieve that perfect sound now. So yeah. the authenticity mm-hmm. factor is It'd tough. be saleable as a prop. That would be, if I had that now, it would just be a prop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, right. And, sorry, if someone comes, like, actually, when we did a show... Bogart emptied the house. Remember you emptied that house with that piano? Oh. How did you get it out the door? With a sledgehammer? The piano? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to describe yeah. that massacre. Yeah, no, no. What we do on pianos up here in Ontario, you got to talk in the mic. This is your first day on the show. Oh, I was talking. I didn't hear me? No, I didn't hear you. I'm right next to you. No, that, that was a massacre. Like that, that piano thing was... Yeah, ridiculous. what we normally do with pianos, we charge people to take them away. Okay, when I do a house, it is a negative. If I'm going to give someone $3,000... Well, the, the, the problem with the piano is that it's usually... I swear they built the house around that piano. There's yeah. no way you could have got that piano in that area. It's just yeah. impossible. I don't know. Do they build pianos in there? Do they No, they didn't. There? Sometimes you're, you're going well, back... How did it get in there? I don't. I still don't understand. It, but I can't sleep at night. Oh, okay. Sorry. Bogart has, uh, has issues. Uh, but p- pianos are very tough and organs are very tough to sell. Okay. If someone comes along and offers you $200, I would take it in a New York second. Yeah, I've heard of people even don't, you know, they try to donate yeah. a piano to the local no. school and they don't even want it. You can't there, get it across are some the border. really nice pianos. Yeah. But I don't know them. Our next caller is Diane and Barry on line three. Diane, how are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. And what do you have? Uh, I have an RCA Victor um, console that's a record player on one side, all three speeds. Radio on the other. Uh, I've got the headphones that go with it. I've even got the instructions that go with it. Do you have the albums and that go with it? I well, I do have some albums. But <laughs> Whatever albums <laughs> you have, okay. RCA made a lot of these, and they're fine pieces of furniture, but they're the resale value is 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 small. Your albums yeah. will be worth the albums that are in there, and uh, the headphones will be worth more than the RCA. Uh, okay. I hate to tell you that, but they just, um, if you have something like a Claritone, which we've been uh, instructed is much better, or something that has, it just looks like a stylized 1950s sweeping lines, Danish, Ameri- you know. Uh, no, this, this is just box light. <laughs> box light, no. 
no redeeming features. Use it. We have used it. Are you listening to us on it right now? Such a large piece of furniture. I, I, I want to get it out. <laughs> this is a problem for a lot yeah. of people, and then they okay, go, I, I, I need to call another, two people even to move another it. Another question. Yep. I, we have a jukebox. Oh. Now, unfortunately, cool. I, right now, I don't have the name. That's not but good. It is, it's like it's not a Wurlitzer. I know that. I think it's German. Um, the, it's, AMI? Uh, I, as I said, I don't know. I'm going to okay. maybe call you back next week, and I'll have all the really particulars about it. Give me a picture. It, it, we do jukeboxes. Is it one with the albums, or is it a CD one? Is it an older uh, one? It's a 45. 45's perfect. Get the number. Call us back next week. How's that? All right, I so, will do that. Thank Excellent. you very much. I was going to say, the jukeboxes were, uh, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. That was a signature piece in a Canadian's basement when they've yeah. arrived, and they've made their... They've got their big screen TV in the basement. They've got the couches. They built a bar down there, all walnut or whatever, and they got a big glowing jukebox in the corner. There must be millions of those that come up for sale. Are they worth anything in general? Yes, yes. No, about four or five hundred up up to fifteen hundred, two thousand. One of the old Wurlitzers. You got one of the forties with the green, you know, the big like as I call them tombstones. Those are gorgeous, and they're still very collectible, but they're impossible to get parts for. But you've got the ones, she's probably talking 1970s, looks like um, a square, five foot high, four feet wide, plays the 45s. They still sell for around 500 bucks. Yeah. And I was going to say, if you have a vintage TV or radio or, or a system like this, you know, if it's manageable in size, I've been saying it for a couple of yeah. years now, we have the MZ TV Museum of Television here at the Zoomerplex. The odds of your piece being as famous as the ones yep. on display, very, very low. But all through the Zoomerplexes, there's wall displays behind glass. And, you know, it'll show a piece of, you know, a, a beautiful television or, or radio, and it'll give a little blurb about it. And I always say, you know, why not? You're probably not yeah. going to get any money, but it's beautiful. You know, maybe you can use it for parts here, or maybe it'll end up on display. I would leave it at front desk and say, hey, listen, if it works out, le- here's my name, a little plaque. Do you know how nice. much a jukebox weighs? Jukebox is a bad <laughs> example, because I feel like you'll, you're going to end up throwing out your back just trying to move it here. But I'm saying if you have a small radio, I mean, if you wanted to have a second life, we're in the yeah. building that really treasures these things. Yeah. You know, Moses has done wonderful things to revitalize television, old radios, these sorts of things. So this is a good home. Probably yeah. not going to get any money for but at least it would have a second life. But you know something? If you come all the way down to the, uh, the Liberty Village right here where we are, mm-hmm. that museum is worth the trip. It is, yeah. it is a world-class television museum here in Toronto. We sometimes don't appreciate all the good stuff that's in this city. No, no, no that's not true. It's because we don't know it's there. It's also because traffic's so bad it's hard to get there, but yeah. No. Today's a good day. But and is a free parking? Can people free park? They can free park right up front, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, so we also have a giant parking lot. But yeah. Okay. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I'm plugging it. No. No. Because that was a real trip going through there and seeing stuff I don't get. Yeah. To it's see. wild. It's wild. And some of the statement pieces is literally art. Some of it's like twenty foot tall television art. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Anyway, our next caller is going to be Jim. Jim's calling from Lindsay. How are you, Jim? How are you doing? Pretty good. What do you have? I have the canopy top off of Winfield Farms tent. Winfield Farms. Help me. I oh. need some more details. Winfield what are we Farms. Talking Lord about Thompson here? of Fleet. Isn't that who it is? Winfield Farms. Uh, um, wasn't the most famous. Well, didn't he? Wasn't he? Um, Northern Dancer. Northern Dancer. Yeah. I think mm. this is the only one there is. It's, I, I'm not sure because I've never really opened it up. I think it's 12 by 12 or 14 by 14. It's a teal color and it's in gold braiding all around the top. Uh, it says Winfield Farms and it has four fringes on it and it's written on there Winfield Farms. 
So wait, so what do we think this was used for specifically? We think this is an outdoor well, I event. Say, I would say what they use that for is when they have thoroughbred sales. Yeah. And uh, it would be like their office where they would sell breeding and uh, sales contracts. You've heard of Northern Dancer, right? Yeah. Okay, Northern Dancer. I, I wouldn't think the tent top would be worth anything, but I'm wrong. No, 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 but that's part of... How often do we talk about Canadian history? <laughs> on this show, quite a bit. You probably get more Canadian history on this no, show than any other program. No, but we don't realize that Northern Dancer was the the horse of 1964. It was. It, it probably did more to horse to shape horse racing today than maybe okay secretary. Right, but can we link this tent top to 1964? It says, it says he was a million dollar stud fee every time he bred. That's oh yeah. Gone. Now I might Number have two. a home for this. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> All right. I might actually... No, no. And, and the other thing is is that uh, pretty well every thoroughbred in the world has his bloodline in him now. Yes. Here's the good news. Here's what I, I know very little about anything other than people who have horses are generally rich. So yes. you're, you're, you're selling to a very, very Sport generous... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very, very generous audience. Well, Wait a minute. Some of this... them have short, short arms and deep pockets, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes the, the, the money is it's gone out of those pockets. They, they bet on their own, reali- their own uh, illusions. On um, is that the only thing you have? You obviously must have worked there. This wasn't lying at the side of the road. No, I was at the auction and uh, nobody knew what it was. I knew what it was and I bought it at the auction and I've had it for I guess about six, seven years now. Hmm. Did you buy any of the other silks or uh, from any of the jockeys or what else? Did you get anything else from that sale? Well, what wasn't in the sale? <laughs> okay, they had everything in that sale. I mean, they had uh, Sandy Hawley's uh, jockey outfit. Signed by him and a picture of you purchased it, a picture of him. What'd that go for? Uh, that went in the hundreds, that. But what, what happens is that um, with the racehorse, okay, prime example, they got all these trophies and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, they wanted to give it to Canadian Horse Museum, and there's no such thing. The only thing is down in the States, a museum for horses. Well, there's something at Woodbine, but they want you to donate it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so there's that sort of stuff, but I mean, Winfield's, they had a whole house full of, um, I forget what the price is, like over a million dollars just in silver and gold if they Jeez. melted it. Unbelievable. Oh. I you can know, give you a name who, who the auctioneer was. Look it up Look it up when you uh, go back to your store. Look it up now. I'm going to. I'm going to because I'm always interested in history. You know, Winfield Farms Auctions. It's on there right now, and I do believe you deal with the, one of the guys who was the auctioneer. <laughs> okay. Oh, Donnie. Oh, Don. Was it Donnie? Uh, Reinhardt? How about Gary? Gary Hill? Yep. Okay, I deal oh, with yeah, Gary Hill. Actually, I was trying. I was talking to his uh, auction house this week, earlier on. Well, I didn't see you. Oh, no, no. I was actually talking to uh, a lady answered the phone. I wanted to consign a bunch of stuff. They are so busy, they yeah. couldn't take it. And I said, okay. I'd be interested in this for sure. You can give me a call at my store, 905. Number written down here, yeah. Yeah, call me up. I'm always interested in Canadian history, and I might have a home for it. Can't well, guarantee uh, that, but I might have a home. This is a great you. item. Thank yeah. you very much for calling. So, Jim, hold on. We'll, we'll get to your details. You guys can connect after the show. Of course, when this show ends in a few minutes from now, the conversation can continue. You can call Paul at his store during regular work week hours, 905 905- 737-GOLD is the number. That's 905-737-4653. They're located at 10,341 Young Street. So that's right on Young in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie, 10,341 Young Street. Let's get to uh, Jerry in Toronto quickly. Jerry, how are you? Hello. Hi, Jerry. Sorry to rush you. Uh, my name is Gary. G-A-R. Oh, okay. Oh, you can understand the mistake. That's Sorry. Right. Thank you. Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. What do you got? Uh, I think I might have what uh, is referred to as a Bansky uh, painting. 
Bansky? B-A-N-K-S-Y. Banksy. Banksy. Yeah, he's a graffiti artist in England. Yeah, oh. he's worth cajillions of dollars because for some reason people think his art isn't is good, but it's he's, graffiti. Yeah, yeah, it's hot right now. Yeah, this or, is the time yeah. to sell him. Well, but he was uh, the subject of that movie, Exit Through the Gift Shop, I believe. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, yeah, it depends on what it is, the subject matter, where it came from, your provenance on it. Yeah. This is something to be definitely interested in. It's as hot as a pistol right now. Yeah, well, uh, I came about it by accident. Um, I was coming home late one night, and um, I parked my car in the uh, parking lot of my building, and um, I saw a large uh, piece of plywood that was painted white. Is four Oh, we're running out of time. Yeah, the problem you with Banksy is that it's easy to replicate because there's not a lot of uh, uh, fine-handed art that goes into it. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm even looking online, it's like, Follow your dreams, spray painted yeah. on the wall, and then canceled over top. It's very easy to replicate. Many times he has uh, like campaigns that are paper campaigns and stuff like that. So it's very hard to trace it because the identity thing is the whole thing. He I hides get, the identity. I got to get this in. I want people to back Trudeau right now. What? I want people to buy Canadian. Oh, okay. The okay, idea yeah. of us buying American maple syrup is so stupid <laughs> that it can't be believed that they're actually doing this. And we have to be back in our prime minister right now, Whether whatever your political stripe is. All right. You're Canadian first, and whatever you are second. Back them up. And a special thanks to show producer Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.